Hello, this is Philly Sports Through Small Eyes. Uh, welcome back. And today we are bringing back, hopefully, our special guest from last episode. All right, uh, cut to the next clip. Welcome back to Philly Sports Through Small Eyes. I'm your host, Lev Zitzer, joined by our co-host today, Naftali Russell-Khan. Naftali, say hi. 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 All right. Um, today we're here to talk about the Celtics game. Um, we lost it, obviously. Today's date is um, the 18th of, um, of August. Um, 2020 if you people are listening at a different time and place um so today today we talk about today we talk about the game um this was a this was a this was a, a large loss um in a few ways we we did not defend Tatum and Brown. Um, the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the the main contributors on this on this um, this Celtics team. Kemba Walker's there, but he's not making as many dents as he was with the Hornets. Um, so currently, it's really about defending them and. Just all, all around making sure that this this goes to plan. Um, so, you know, obviously it was a close game. We only lost by eight points, but um, we uh, uh, those were eight points too many. Um, we, ca- we came up short. Um, but what, one of the things that I find interesting is that um, as we probably all know, Hayward's out. Hayward yeah. is gone. Hayward uh, is out. He um, is suspended um, because he has a level three angle sprain, whatever uh, that means. Um, and so, you know, obviously, that could give us an upper hand. You know that? Gordon Hayward is a big contributor. You know, if you look, you know, he averages 14 points. You know, he has a really good three-point percentage. You know, he's, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, so that gives us a, a little bit of an upper hand. Um, what do you think about that, Naftali? Yeah, definitely. I think I think with Gordon Hayward out, we can definitely maybe extend deeper into the playoffs if we continue defending at the rim. But also, we we came out of we came out of 
the first quarter ready to play. As you know, in, in the first few minutes of the first, first quarter, Joel Embiid has been fantastic. In the first quarter, he went four for four, just in general. And we were hanging on. It was still a tight game. And it was mostly like that for the first three quarters, although I feel like after the halftime break, our defense started to crumble against, you know, James Brown and um, Jason Tatum. Um, so in game two tonight, we're going to need to focus on that a lot, a lot more. Um, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on this one. Um. Joel Embiid was a huge contributor. Joel Embiid um, was not the problem tonight, um, or last night, uh, two nights ago for us. Um, the problem was the problem was the overall defense, um, and you know more of the role players. Obviously, you know if Ben Simmons was there, he could have you know scored a bunch more points. You know, our starting lineup is different. It's a different place. So we we obviously can't expect the the same results, but um we we can't have uh we can't have another one of these games um you know where we're but I mean who knows? I, I think we have a chance at this game. Um, I think we have a chance at this series. Uh, it's just it's just that we we honestly don't know. So yeah, I think you know also Ben Simmons. If if the best comes to best, Ben Simmons would would be back and healthy by game four against the Celtics. So that would help us a lot. Um, if we could get Ben Simmons back by game four, we could we could have an even better chance against the Celtics. Um, but something that I find even um, more interesting is that Joel Embiid, even though he scored 26 points. He scored 26 points on 15 shots. Um, and so at the end of the game, here's what he said. Obviously not enough shots. I've got to be more aggressive. Maybe we need to call some more plays, but I don't know. That's another thing we've got to fix going into game two. So we saw what you know Joel Embiid can do in the first quarter. He shot five for five, scored 12 points. Um... And he wants to do more. So, you know, if he if he's going to play like that, we, we certainly have a, a little bit more of a chance. Um, and, you know, we can always look at stats and things about what happened in that game. But when it comes down to it, it's really all about what the what what the what's happening with the players. And, you know, it's just. Yeah. I don't know, it's hard to talk about. It's a it's a it's a complicated process. I would like to look at um if 
if I can, um, what what the other what the other scores for the other players were. We've been focusing on Joel Embiid, and you know he wasn't the only contributor in that game. Um, so let's let's take a look at the at the, the really the box score. Um, for that for that game. Um, Al Horford shot three for seven. Um, he has six, got six points, seven rebounds, six assists. Solid game, but we would, I, you know, we would rather more points, especially because he was in a starting five. Tobias Harris with 15 points, um, eight assists, and eight rebounds. Again, pretty solid game from him. Josh Richardson with 18 points, two assists, six rebounds, pretty solid. Shake Milton with 13 points, two, I mean, three assists, zero rebounds. So today the shooting, um, the three-point shooting was pretty good, you know, up to a point. Shake Milton shot three for five from three. Uh, Josh Richardson shot three for not from nine from three, and if you look at our bench, um, Alec Burks again coming out with 18 points, um, and our other players not so much. Mike Scott didn't get much playing time, but no points. Um, Matisse Seibel only five points in 33 minutes. Um, we expect more from him. And Furkan Kormaz in seven minutes, zero points. So, and then if we look at the, you know, the things from the Celtic side of things, um, you have to look at their entire lineup was scoring large amounts. Jalen Brown, 29 points. Jason Tatum, 32 points. Gordon Hayward, 12 points. David Dice, nine points. So it was really, it was a close game, but they came out on top because, um, one, they're able to play more minutes, and two, we did not play defense. Uh, yeah. I think we really need to work on defense as a better principle. I mean, you all indeed already put in some defensive effort. Um, and obviously, sh- yeah. and still like Shake, sorry, Shake and, and Richardson still still do a pretty good job too. Definitely. Also, Matisse Dival has been doing great on defense, although all of us thought that he might have made the starting lineup for that game. Even though he didn't, he, he, he still did pretty good defensively in a, a lot a lot of ways. Um, there was a one play where he got a piece of Jason Tatum shot from behind. That was a great defensive play. And um, we, we hope that he can 
really improved. He has improved, and we hope that he can help. He'll definitely help the Sixers get deeper into the. Yeah, Matisse Thybul, um has been a, has been a rising star. You know, he's playing a lot of minutes. Um, Thirty-three, in fact, and you know, he's doing good stuff. Today, I would like to point out that something from from today's game is we shot well from three and overall. Um, we we shot 33.3% from three. Not bad. So nine out of 27 shots were made from three. Obviously, we'd like more, but definitely, definitely good. Uh, we shot 37.80 on all shots combined. I'm not complaining about that. We can see that today, that this, in in this game at least, defense, in this certain game, defense was completely the problem. And I know I'm saying it over and over again, but that's just because it's how important it is. Yeah. Um, de- defense should be a main principle um, in every way. For the Sixers going into these playoffs, because the Celtics have some great scores out there. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker. Although Kemba Walker did not do extremely well in that game, he he definitely made a difference. Surely. He also with his um, big free throw shooting percentage. So, um, yeah. Kemba Walker definitely had a fairly solid game. If we look at um, the stats and things, you can you can see plainly that he he was he was out there making a difference. He was not a bystander. Um, if you look at him, he has 19 points. Again, solid. Five assists, one rebounds. Now, obviously, that's no Charlotte Hornets Kemba, but it is definitely a point scoring Kemba. That is, we cannot afford that many points from, I mean, let's, if I do the math real quick, uh, 32 plus not. So we, their starting five scored so very many points, you know, um, when it's, it's hard to, kind of wrap your head around all the points that they scored, you know, just just overall. Um yeah, there's there there was a lot going into this that that really wasn't wasn't supposed to be there. Um wait, I I I, I I'm sorry I'm being quiet. I, I need to do a little quick calculation. Of, of just how many points were, were scored um, on on that night. Sorry about this. Well, let's do 111 points just 
Wait, no, that can't be. Sorry. A hundred and one points just from the starting five. Um, they didn't have any help from their bench. You know, bogus. Just bogus. Um, that's it. That's, 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 that's too much. We can't, we can't keep allowing that in these playoffs if we want to get past the Celtics. We can't afford it. We cannot afford it. Um, now, um, let's, let's end this segment for a quick break. All right, uh, this is Philly Sports with Small Eyes. I'm your host, Lev Zitzer. Just to let everybody know, um, as of now, Naftali Russell Cohen will be a co-host. Um, woo-woo! Um, and, and to say goodbye for the episode. Um, right now, he can't be here, but I'm here to just tell folks that, um... You know we're here, um, and and uh, watch the game if you're if you're listening to this on on the game day. Uh, I hope to see what happens next. All right, bye. Today we are here gathered to talk about uh, the firing of Brett Brown and what is the Sixers' next step. Also, we'll be doing a small segment about the boycott in the league. Um, so, Naftali, as you know, Brett Brown got fired, I don't know, what was it, Wednesday, Tuesday, very recently. Oh. Yeah. Um, and the Sixers are now a coachless team out of the playoffs. And... Um, yeah, who do you see being our next coach? Who's our most ideal next coach? Uh, well, I saw on the ESPN website that the, the, the same coach that coached the Cavs and LeBron James um, back when they came back from 3-0, we are con- they said they were considering him as a coach. Yeah, Ty Lue, Ty Lue. Yeah. He's mostly known be, uh, to Philadelphia sports fans as the guy that Allen Iverson crossed over so hard he stepped over him. Um, yes, him. That, 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 it's uh, that guy. And yeah, we. Th- I think he's a pretty good coach. What do you think? The team that was one of the only teams to come back from three. That is what we'll be needing because. I know we're a pretty good team, but we're 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 right now we're not the strongest. So to have a coach like Ty Lue will, will be good for us, especially in the playoffs, so that we can bounce back very well. Also, another person that we are considering is the coach of the Villanova Wildcats. Yes, Jay Wright. He has won many NCAA champion NCAA championships. And there are a few of his players have gone to the NBA. Um, but let's before we talk about him, let's talk about Ty Lue. 
When I see Ty Lu, when I read about Ty Lu, I see energetic, I see hardworking, I see wants to get the job done. You know, Brett Brown had some similar characteristics, but he wouldn't go the extra mile. I think Ty Lu is our is our guy for this kind of thing. He has he has NBA experience. Brett Brown had um the Australian league experience. Different. Um you know we we need somebody who knows the ins and outs of the league, has played with stars, knows how to treat stars, because that was a problem that Brett Brown had. He wouldn't sit Ben Simmons or or Joel Embiid. He wouldn't sit them. It just, he wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like Ty Lue better than Brett Brown by a mile. Yeah, definitely. Me, me too. I think, I think Ty Lue will be definitely... If if we get him, he will definitely be a great coach for us, uh, going into the next season. And of course, we'll, we'll see we'll see what's going on with the pandemic, uh, next year. But for now, we we think that Tyler Tyler will be like a, a a pretty good coach because really, as as we just seen, we just got sweeped by the Celtics. So. Ty Lue is exactly the person that we need if, if we're going to be playing like big teams, like the big, tough, strong teams, like the Celtics in the playoffs moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, Red Brown was not the kind of coach that we that was working out for us uh, playing a team like the Celtics in the playoffs. So obviously Ty Lue will be a, a great person to coach. Um, you know, and we still... We'll, uh, I will say though, Brett Brown was a good coach for the first, for the first few years of the rebuild, when you know we had just gotten Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. He tried to figure out how to nurture them. He tried to do his thing, and he did okay. But it's time for a new coach. We needed a guy who knows how to get two big stars together and gel them, because. Embiid and Simmons cannot play well together, and that is, at this point, it seems like we either need a new coach, a, a, a really good new coach, or we have to choose between them. And I don't think anyone here wants to do that. Yeah, definitely. But also, but as, as a coaches, I would just like to say, even with a new coach, I don't think things, I don't think things are going to change right away. Um. Because all of the players, a lot, of, a lot of the players on our team during that Celtics week, I don't think they were taking enough like responsibility for like what taking shots. And I think they were, their, our offense was way too casual. Of course, if we get Ty Lue or a, a different new good coach, that, that coach will definitely help us. But 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 not completely. There's there's also going to be have to be some work um, with the players too. You know. Yeah, the player side of things is always an important thing when building a team, and you know, as I've seen in all the articles, they're starting to use the word rebuild again um, for the Sixers. I don't like that word. It makes us seem you know mediocre, and I, you know, yeah. we can't we can't have mediocre. 
we need we need to not be we need not to not to be rebuilding. By the time next year, if, when we have a new coach, whether it's Jay Wright, uh, Ty Lu, or maybe we rehire Brett Brown out of desperation, um, it the there's we're gonna have to figure something out because what was happening last season was not working. Now the season before that, the season that we lost to the Raptors, that was our best season so far. Yeah, definitely. In the past few years, that has been our definitely the best season. We went to the playoffs. We had a record over 50 wins. And we lost in the playoffs to the team that eventually won the championship. And it all came down to one shot. Um, so we, we need that kind of energy. We need hungry energy. Joel Embiid cried after we lost to the Raptors. He he had emotion. We need that again. We were too lazy. It it, it just. I also I think Brett Brown was not doing a good job. Brett Brown was an okay coach again, but he was not doing a great job of getting the players responsible for their shots and their offense. I think the main reason our offense crumbled against Boston, and especially against a team like Boston, where their defense is big and strong, I think our offense was just too casual. It, it seemed it seemed like we were just our offense was just we were just playing a game, of course, at the playground or something like that. Too casual. We, if, even with a new coach next year, we're we're going to need to be less casual with our offense and really be serious. This about, is the, about our offense. And, you know, we can tell that, you know, we still want to win. Well, let's not take away from the Sixers. We are a good team, but we just got some things so wrong. Um, you know, like, there were times, look, before, before the offseason, through the coronavirus, hit and the league stopped, we were doing okay. I don't have the exact numbers, but we were a different team after we came out of the the COVID uh, break. And, you know, like there were just certain inconsistencies. Joel Embiid did not work out in the middle. Brett Brown expected him to see him in shape, and he did not see him in shape. He, he came back having to start from the bottom again. We, this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, like moving forward, we, we just need to be, we just need to be more responsible for our offenses. Like I said earlier, we, with Ben, when, once Ben Simmons is back next year, we will also have a defensive push and also have a player back with the ability to make plays. Yeah. Uh, ben, ben definitely really lights up the team in a way that Joel does not, although Joel is a big scoring and rebounding contributor, he, he doesn't, he's not, he's not the guy you want if you want to make, make a play, you know? Once we get Ben back. We, we, no, we, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't completely agree on that. You do yeah, want him to make a play, but you have to center the play around him. 
Yeah, we, you would have to send them to play around him, which is the thing that Ben specializes in. He's he's a he's a big guy. He also a, a big scorer, big defender. He he definitely um does a lot of defense for us. Um, he knows how to play without the ball in his hands, and so does Joel. It's just that Joel does it in a different way. He does it in the way that is guarding the net so that somebody can get an open shot without a big center in their face. You know, you just have to, it's different. And they're both equally good players. Um, but we're getting a little bit on a tangent here. Let's let's focus on Jay right now. We, I definitely think that Ty Lue is great. And I would, we would be lucky to have him. But, you know, we do have to explore our other options. Uh, let's talk about Jay Wright. Now, uh, yeah. What what do you think, Naftali? <laughs> Jay Wright, he, both coaches, I mean, Tyler and Jay Wright, but since we're talking about Jay Wright at the moment, I think that Jay Wright, he is also definitely the kind of coach we need, um, He's very like to. He's a little like to Tyler, but not as much. He he will definitely help us if we want to get big wins. Um, that's that's very true, and you know, I think he's. Uh, I I don't know how to say this. He he's gonna. He's a great guy, and you know we can. We could definitely work with him. He's definitely a great coach. And um, I don't know. I'm a little bit tongue-tied myself. But, like, it's got good stuff going on. We like this guy. Jay Wright is definitely someone we can and should trust with our team. Sure. Um, you know, and if you look at things about him, he's, he's never been in the NBA, which is, you know, it's difficult, but college basketball is pretty serious, um, in of itself, you know, he led the Wildcats to six Big East Conference Championships and 14 and NCAA appearances in his 19 seasons. So, f- 14 out of the 19 times he he to- he coached them, he made he got into the NCAA. We won the championship twice in the past five years, and he led them to the Final Four in 2009. We he's a good coach, and you know he that he. He's got a lot of, you know, we was. But I think the most important thing is that he turns out NBA talent. Brett Brown ventured into uncharted water. Oh, sorry about that. That's just a uh, little news report a little while ago. Um, in a recent view, uh, 
you know, so people have been, you know, he, there are so many people that, you know, that there are some people from, uh, from, you know, all over the place that are now successful NBA players that started right here at Villanova. Um, you know, if you talk about Eric Paschal, he's, he's, he's a, he's on the Warriors and, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, he had to say something about, um, how, why, and why, uh, Jay Ray has been so good at producing, um, NBA players. I just had to learn how Coach Wright wanted to play and really learned how to play basketball. Coach Wright kind of kept that aggressiveness because he liked my confidence, but he taught me how to play basketball. So I feel like Coach Wright has a lot of pros right now because he taught us how to play basketball the right way. And it translates, and he has a great track record. That's something huge that Philadelphia basketball has taught me. You know, he's... Pascal went on to say, he pushes you and you just might... uh, you just might want to snap, um, but at the end of the day, he's doing what's right for you, and you're, and that's something that makes him a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and just because he wants to see you're, you're mentally tough and you can get through it, and these are characters traits that we, um, that we need. We need. He's he's exactly what we want. Um, the only really bad thing is that. He's not interested in an NBA job. He's gotten interest from teams, including the Sixers, but he stayed at Villanova, and he's just he's his desire to stay is has not stopped. Um, people thought he was going to coach the Knicks. He stopped that. Um, it's not you know. Here's what he said about the um. NBA a little while ago, back in April of 2018. So this is a little bit outdated, but it's something. The NBA does intrigue me. That talent is appealing, but it's not worth giving up these guys. The whole thing is, uh, take, take a new challenge um, to give up what you have. I don't want to give up what I have. Would I like to coach in the NBA? Yes, but I have to give up this in order to do that. And I don't see that happening. The status of not next year's NCAA basketball season, you know, it makes it even more complicated. You know, who knows what's going to happen for the Wildcats 2020 to 21 season. By the way, I'm reading um, some of this off of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, great, great area. Check it out. Uh, I, I give them full full credit for this. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we can see a lot of options, but when it comes down to it, I want to ask you, Naftali, who do you like better? Oh. <laughs> you know, because both of them seem that, like they have a lot of potential. Like you said, Z-Roy doesn't seem to have, like, a bunch of NBA enthusiasm right now. 
but we don't know, you know? We don't know. If, if we can get him, that would be great. Now, moving over to Ty Lue, I, I think he's definitely, I would say I like Ty Lue a little bit more because he, he, he seems very energetic like Brett Brown, but also definitely, I, I think he's the kind of coach that we would be needing because I feel like what, what we what we've been needing a big push in has been the the playoffs, the series. You know, we've we've been doing except pretty good um seasons, but once we get the to the playoffs, we're we're just not getting the job done. Of course, last year, like like Love said earlier, we did we did um hold the Toronto Raptors with. Kawhi Leonard back then to a uh, game seven win and eventually and they the Raptors eventually won the championship but it all came down to the last shot but other than that we we, we just haven't been a, doing a very a lot of a very good job with the playoffs and I think Ty Lue is the kind of guy that can really help us totally with the- um now I don't want to make sh- I want to make sure that this isn't too long but let's just keep it short and sweet. Um, Ty Lue was our pick. Um, Ty, we want Ty Lue as our coach next next year. Um, uh, so today we are here gathered to talk about uh, the firing of Brett Brown and what is the Sixers' next step. Also, we'll be doing a small segment about the boycott in the league. Um, so, Naftali, as you know, Brett Brown got fired, I don't know, what was it, Wednesday, Tuesday, very recently. Yeah. Um, and the Sixers are now a coachless team out of the playoffs. And, um, yeah, who do you see being our next coach? Who's our most ideal next coach? Uh, well, I saw on the ESPN website that the, the, the same coach that coached the Cavs and LeBron James um, back when they came back from 3-0, we are, they said they were considering him as a coach. Yeah, Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Yeah. He's mostly known be, uh, to Philadelphia sports fans as the guy – that Allen Iverson crossed over so hard, he stepped over him. Um, yes. <laughs> him. That, 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 it's uh, that guy. And, yeah, we th- I think he's a pretty good coach. What do you think? The team, that was one of the only teams to come back from 3-0. That is what we'll be needing because I know we're a pretty good team, but we're, 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 right now we're not the strongest. So to have a coach like Ty Lue will, will be good for us, especially in the playoffs, so that we can bounce back very well. Also, another person that we are considering is the coach of the Villanova. Wildcats, yes, Jay Wright. He has won many NCAA, champion, NCAA championships, and there are a few of his players have gone to the NBA. Um, but let's before we talk about him, let's talk about Ty Lue. Yeah. When I see Ty Lue, when I read about Ty Lue, I see energetic, I see hardworking, I see wants to get the job done. You know, 
Brett Brown had some similar characteristics, but he wouldn't go the extra mile. I think Ty Lue is our is our guy for this kind of thing. He has he has NBA experience. Brett Brown had um, the Australian League experience. Different. Um, you know, we. We need somebody who knows the ins and outs of the league, has played with stars, knows how to treat stars, because that was a problem that Brett Brown had. He wouldn't sit Ben Simmons or or Joel Embiid. He wouldn't sit them. It just, he wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like Ty Lue better than Brett Brown by a mile. Yeah, definitely. Me, me too. I think, I think Ty Lue will be definitely... If if we get him, he will definitely be a great coach for us, uh, going into the next season. And of course, we'll, we'll see we'll see what's going on with the pandemic, um, next year. But for now, we we think that Tyler Tyler will be like a, a a pretty good coach because really, as as we just seen, we just got sweeped by the Celtics. So. Ty Lue is exactly the person that we need if, if we're going to be playing like big teams, like the big, tough, strong teams, like the Celtics in the playoffs moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, Red Brown was not the kind of coach that we that was working out for us uh, playing a team like the Celtics in the playoffs. So obviously, Ty Lue will be a, a great person to coach. Um, you know, and we still. We'll, uh, I will say though, Brett Brown was a good coach for the first for the first few years of the rebuild, when you know we had just gotten Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. He tried to figure out how to nurture them. He tried to do his thing, and he did okay. But it's time for a new coach. We needed a guy who knows how to get two big stars together and gel them because. Embiid and Simmons cannot play well together, and that is, at this point, it seems like we either need a new coach, a, a, a really good new coach, or we have to choose between them. And I don't think anyone here wants to do that. Yeah, definitely. But also, but as, as a about coaches, I would just like to say, even with a new coach, I don't think things, I don't think things are going to change right away. Um. Because all of the players, a lot, of, a lot of the players on our team during that Celtics week, I don't think they were taking enough like responsibility for like what taking shots, and I think they were. Their, our offense was way too casual. Of course, if we get Ty Lue or a, a different new good coach, that that coach will definitely help us. But 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 not completely. There's there's also going to be have to be some work um, with the players too. You know. Yeah, the player side of things is always an important thing when building a team, and you know, as I've seen in all the articles, they're starting to use the word rebuild again um, for the Sixers. I don't like that word. It makes us seem you know mediocre, and I, you know, yeah. we can't we can't have mediocre. We need. We need to not be. We need not to not to be rebuilding. By the time next year, if, when we have a new coach, whether it's Jay Wright, uh, Ty Lue, or 
maybe we rehire Brett Brown out of desperation. Um, it the there's we're gonna have to figure something out because what was happening last season was not working. Now the season before that, the season that we lost to the Raptors, that was our best season so far. Yeah, definitely. In the past few years, that has been our definitely the best season. We went to the playoffs. We had a record over 50 wins, and we lost in the playoffs to the team that eventually won the championship, and it all came down to one shot. Um, so we, we need that kind of energy. We need hungry energy. Joel Embiid cried after we lost to the Raptors. He he had emotion. We need that again. We were too lazy. It it, it just. We were, I, also, I think Brett Brown was not doing a good job. Brett Brown was an okay coach again, but he was not doing a great job of getting the players responsible for their shots and their offense. I think the main reason our offense crumbled against Boston, and especially against a team like Boston, where their defense is big and strong, I think our offense was just too casual. It seemed it seemed like we were just our offense was just we were just playing a game, of course, at the playground or something like that. too casual. We if, even with a new coach next year, we're we're going to need to be less casual with our offense and really be serious. This about, is the, about our offense. And, you know, we can tell that, you know, we still want to win. Well, let's not take away from the Sixers. We are a good team, but we just got some things so wrong. Um, you know, like, there were times, look, before, before the offseason, through the coronavirus, hit and the league stopped, we were doing okay. I don't have the exact numbers, but we were a different team after we came out of the the COVID uh, break. And, you know, like there were just certain inconsistencies. Joel Embiid did not work out in the middle. Brett Brown expected him to see him in shape and he did not see him in shape. He, he came back having to start from the bottom again. We, this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, like moving forward, we, we just need to be, we just need to be more responsible for our offense. As I said earlier, we, with Ben, when, once Ben Simmons is back next year, we will also have a defensive push and also have a player back with the ability to make plays. Yeah. Uh, ben, ben definitely really lights up the team in a way that Joel does not. Although Joel is a big scoring and rebounding contributor, he he doesn't. He's not he's not the guy you want if you want to make make a play. You know. Once we get Ben back, we, we, no, we, we, I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely agree on that. You do yeah, want him to make a play, but you have to center the play around him. Yeah, you would have to center the play around him, which is the thing that Ben specializes in. He's he's a he's a big guy. He also 
a big scorer, big defender. He he definitely um does a lot of defense for us. Um, he knows how to play without the ball in his hands, and so does Joel. It's just that Joel does it in a different way. He does it in the way that is guarding the net so that somebody can get an open shot without a big center in their face. You know, you just have to – it's different, and they're both equally good players. Um, but we're getting a little bit on a tangent here. Let's Let's focus on Jay right now. We, I definitely think that Ty Lue is great, and I would, we would be lucky to have him. But you know, we do have to explore other options. Uh, let's talk about Jay Wright. Now, uh, yeah. What, what do you think, Naftali? Jay <laughs> Wright, both coaches. I mean, Ty Lue and Jay Wright. But since we're talking about Jay Wright at the moment, I think that Jay Wright. He is also definitely the kind of coach we need. Um, he's very like to, he's a little like to Tyler, but not as much. He, he will definitely help us if we want to get big wins. Um, that's that's very true. And, you know, I think he's. Uh, I don't know how to say this. He, he's gonna. He's a great guy, and you know we can. We could definitely work with him. He's definitely a great coach, and. Um. I don't know. I, I'm a little bit tongue-tied myself, but like. got good stuff going on. We like this guy. Jay Wright is definitely someone we can and should trust with our team. Um, you know, and if you look at things about him, he's he's never been in the NBA, which is, you know, it's difficult, but college basketball is pretty serious. Um, in of itself, you know, he led the Wildcats to six Big East Conference championships and 14 NCAA appearances in his 19 seasons. So, 14 out of the 19 times he he to- he coached them, he made he got into the NCAA. We won the championship twice in the past five years. And he led them to the Final Four in 2009. We, he's a good coach. And, you know, did that. He, he's got a lot of, you know, we was. But I think the most important thing is that he turns out NBA talent. Brett Brown ventured into uncharted water. Oh, sorry about that. That's just a uh, little news report a little while ago. Um, in a recent view, uh, you know, so people have been, you know, he, there are so many people that, you know, 
there are some people from, uh, from, you know, all over the place that are now successful NBA players that started right here at Villanova. Um, you know, if you talk about Eric Paschal, he's, he's, he's a, he's on the Warriors and, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, he had to say something about, um, how, why, and why, uh, Jay Ray has been so good at producing, um, NBA players. I just had to learn how Coach Wright wanted to play and really learned how to play basketball. Coach Wright kind of kept that aggressiveness because he liked my confidence, but he taught me how to play basketball. So I feel like Coach Wright has a lot of pros right now because he taught us how to play basketball the right way. And it translates, and he has a great track record. That's something huge that Philadelphia basketball has taught me. You know, he's... He's Pascal went on to say he pushes you and you just might uh, you just might want to snap um but at the end of the day he's doing what's right for you and you're and that's something that makes him a Hall of Fame coach um and just because he wants to see you're, you're mentally tough and you can get through it and these are characters traits that we um that we need we need he's He's exactly what we want. Um, the only really bad thing is that he's not interested in an NBA job. He's gotten interest from teams, including the Sixers, but he stayed at Villanova, and he's just he's his desire to stay is, has not stopped. Um, people thought he was going to coach the Knicks. He stopped that. Is um, it's not, to, you know, here's what he said about the, um, NBA a little while ago, back in April of 2020, 2018. So this is a little bit outdated, but it's something. The NBA does intrigue me. That talent is appealing, but it's not worth giving up these guys. The whole thing is, um, take, take a new challenge, um, to give up what you have. I don't want to give up what I have. Would I like to coach in the NBA? Yes, but I have to give up this in order to do that. And I don't see that happening. The status of next year's NCAA basketball season, you know, it makes it even more complicated. You know, who knows what's going to happen for the Wildcats 2020 to 21 season. By the way, I'm reading um, some of this off of NBC Sports Philadelphia uh Great, great area. Check it out. Uh, I, I give them full, full credit for this. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we can see a lot of options, but when it comes down to it, I want to ask you, Naftali, who do you like better? You know, because both of them seem that like they have a lot of potential. Like you said, Jerry doesn't seem to have like a, a bunch of NBA enthusiasm right now. But we don't know. You know, we don't know. If if we can get him, that would be great. Now moving over to Ty Lue, I I think he's definitely. I would say I, I like Ty Lue a 
little bit more because he 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 seems very energetic like Brett Brown, but also definitely I I think he's the kind of coach that we would be needing because I feel like what what we what we've been needing a big push in has been the the playoffs the series you know we've we've been doing except pretty good um seasons. But once we get the, to the playoffs, we're, we're just not getting the job done. Of course, last year, like like Love said earlier, we did we did uh, um hold the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard back then to a Game Seven win, and eventually, and they, the Raptors eventually won the championship. But it all came down to the last shot. But other than that, we we, we just haven't been a, doing a very a lot of a very good job with the playoffs. And I think Ty Lue is the kind of guy that can really help us. Totally. Um, now, I don't want to make sh- – I want to make sure that this isn't too long. But let's just keep it short and sweet. Um, Ty Lue is our pick. Um, Ty, we want Ty Lue as our coach next next year. Um, uh, so 